Praise the Lord. I bring you all greetings in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to your various homes and wherever you have gathered to be in church with us tonight. We are very grateful to God once again for the opening up of our country by the President that churches can get back to our activities with restrictions and instructions. And so we trust that as we go forward, CFCC would be coming up. We would be coming up with the way to go about things in our church. Please take note of it so that we will all try to comply and not to violate any instructions. But tonight, we are very grateful to God for all of you, which I pray that what God had laid on my heart to share will be a blessing to all of us as we move forward in our walk with the Lord. Let's have a word of prayer. Father in heaven, we thank you for tonight when we have the privilege of waiting on you in fasting and in prayer that you may have a cause to our lives in the way we ought to walk with you. The word that you have brought to us tonight and you have established that we may know, we pray that we'll be giving with understanding hearts so that after we have heard the word of God, our lives will be transformed according to your will. So we bless you and thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, dear beloved, we are going to be speaking under the theme, Words We Speak. Words We Speak. One of the things that we have taken for granted is this. You know, when God created man, he created him in his own image. In the image of God created he him. And then the principle was that man was going to be operating under God according to the way God has operated. In other words, as God spoke things into being, including the world itself, if things have gone normal and Satan had not interfered, what would have actually happened is that In our days, we would be speaking things and they would happen. However, I want to say that that principle is still standing. The only challenge is that these times, we ought to be very careful about what we speak. Because words have power. That's the way God made it. He made it such that As he himself spoke things into being, so also we will also speak things. And so one of the things we need to take care of is to speak the right things. We must make sure the right things are spoken from our mouth. Because if we speak evil things, they would happen. And this is the reason why these two days we are going to be Studying at the feet of the master and allow this word of God to be established in our hearts so that as we move forward, 
we will be moving with the, the right kinds of words to speak. And so tonight I take off under the theme, Words We Speak, with this topic. The, effective, the effectiveness of words. The effectiveness of words. I want to take it off with something that we shared not long ago. If you still remember when we spoke about allowing the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit must be allowed to lead us. Under it, I mentioned about when the people of Israel were coming and the Gibeonites came their way and trying to deceive them that they were coming from a far place because they were afraid of them. And therefore they entered into, they managed to deceive them. And the people of Israel not consulting God to find out what, what they were saying were true. It ended up that they entered into covenant with them in Joshua chapter 9. If you still remember... The verse number 14 and 15, I think, thereabout, when it was so clear that they took their provision and then their provisions and then entered into covenant with them, especially in the verse number 15, the Bible says, And so Joshua made peace with them and made covenant with them to let them leave. And the ruler of the congregation, the rulers of the congregation swore to them. Hallelujah. In other words, gave an oath, gave a commitment, vowed to them that we will dwell with you people in peace. Now, when they have made that commitment by their words, the heavens sanctioned it. And so things were as normal as they could be. Now, tonight I just want to bring your attention to how important something can be said today and tomorrow if people forget about it and they do not live by it, the effect that it can have on their lives. In this case, we are moving into Second Samuel chapter 21, verse number 1 to 9. I'd like to read this, and then we take it from there. Scripture said, Now there was a famine in the days of David for three years. Year after year, and David inquired of the Lord, and the Lord answered, It is because of Saul and his bloodthirsty house, because he killed the Gibeonites. So the king, that's King David, called the Gibeonites and spoke to them. Now the Gibeonites were not of the children of Israel, but of the remnant of the Amorites. The children of Israel had sworn protection to them. But Saul had sought to kill them in his zeal for the children of Israel and Judah. 
Therefore David said to the Gibeonites, What shall I do for you? And with what shall I make atonement that you may bless the inheritance of the Lord? And the Gibeonites said to him, We will have no silver or gold from Saul or from his house, nor shall you kill any man in Israel for us. So he said, Whatever you say, I will do for you. Then they answered the king, As for the man who consumed us and plotted against us, that we should be betrayed from remaining in any of the territories of Israel. Let seven men of his descendants be delivered to us, and we will hang them before the Lord in Gibeah of Saul, whom the Lord chose. And the king said, I will give them. But the king spared Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, because of the Lord's oath that was between them, between David and Jonathan, the son of Saul. We will come back to this portion of the scripture. So the king took Ammoni and Mephibosheth, the two sons of Rizpah, the daughter of Ai, whom she bore to Saul, and the five sons of Michelle, the daughter of Saul, whom she brought up for Adrald, the son of Barzaliah, the Mahotite, yes. And he delivered them into the hands of the Gibeonites, and they hung them on the hill before the Lord. So they fell all seven together, and were put to death in the days of harvest, in the first day, in the beginning of the barley harvest. Alright, we thank God for the reading of the scripture. Now, the lesson that we want to take quickly tonight, in this short moment of time, is that, as you may be aware, the people of Israel have entered into covenant have spoken oath, have taken an oath that they will never do anything evil to the Gibeonites who came to present themselves as pretended ambassadors. Haven't come from very far place because of the fear of the people of Israel. And without their consulting God, entered into covenant. And so we will do you no harm. You would only serve us by cutting our wood for wood fire, by carrying water for us to drink. You would simply be our servants. And you see, that commitment that was made was established in heaven. And they went further to say, we will protect you. If anybody came against you, we would stand by you. And make sure that you are not consumed by any man or any group of people. And when that was made, the God of heaven, our Father, signed under it that once these words have come out of the mouth of his children, 
they are bound to live by those principles of the word that they have committed themselves to doing. And so, when King Saul died and David took over, after some time, King Saul had dealt with them, the Gibeonites, forgotten about the fact that Joshua entered into agreement with these people by speaking, by vowing, by taking an oath that they weren't going to do them any harm. In the zeal of King Saul, he started ill-treating the Gibeonites, making it so clear that they were not Israelites. And he killed them. Now one of the things that I want us to take note of is, every one of us tonight who is hearing the voice of the word of God, I want you to start to become very careful about things that you say. Because may I say this to you, that the Lord made it so clear to me that some of us are going through certain things that we are going through because of words from our own mouth or words that others spoke about us. This is the reason why this, as we wait on the Lord in prayer, this issue is very important. Because we now see from the scriptures that Saul was dead and gone. There was a new king in the place of Saul. By name King David, man of God. Somebody that God loved because he declared on that king that this is a king after my own heart to the prophets of Israel and to the people of Israel. And so David won a lot of victories for the people of Israel. But when King Saul had done contrary to the covenant that was made, the oath that was sworn, the words that were spoken at the time, the Bible says that in the days of King David, for three years, the people of Israel were suffering from famine, suffering from hunger. They could not turn to the left nor to the right. And King David, who was someone who always would consult God and thank God that he was a man who knew how to talk with God, who, knew, who had fellowship with God. He went before the Lord and said, Lord, is there something wrong? We are experiencing an unusual thing. We have been in hunger for three years. And so, Lord, there may be something that we may have done wrong. Would you please be so kind? Now, because King David went to God in prayer, God also responded, praise the Lord. Let me tell you, the opportunity that we have should never be taken for granted. That's why I keep encouraging you all. Become prayerful. Become attentive, because whatever you say to the Lord, if only you are ready to hear, He will speak back to you. Now, the Bible says that when King David went to the Lord to inquire, 
The Lord answered King David. And this is what the Lord said. It is because of Saul and his bloodthirsty house because he killed the Gibeonites. Gibeonites were not people of Israel. And any group of people who were not among the chosen of the Lord, the Lord allowed the people of Israel to deal with them in their days. But you see, for these people, because the Israelites made or took oath with them, made covenant with them and said they weren't going to harm them, our God, the God of heaven, also put his stamp on it. And so now, when King Saul had died and gone, the word was still standing. May I say something to you tonight? Words don't die. Words still live. Therefore, it is very important that Fathers, you speak the right things over your children. Mothers, you speak the right things over your children. Because whatever you say will live forever over the child. Until, if it was something good, praise the Lord. If it was something bad, you spoke. The truth is that then, it has to be undone. And this sort of thing will require revelation from God who may give to a man of God or reveal that the reason for which people are going through what they are going through or an individual going through what he is going through was because certain words were spoken. Praise the Lord. And see, you see, when King David got to know He could not only appeal to God by saying, Lord, would you avert this situation? He could not ask God to change it for them. He couldn't do it. He rather had to now sort it out with the Gibeonites. So the king called the Gibeonites and spoke to them. Now the Gibeonites were not the children of Israel. You see the emphasis? They were not the children of Israel. They were not under the blessing. They were not under the covenant that God had with the people of Israel. But of the remnant of the Amorites, the children of Israel had sworn protection to them. But Saul had sought to kill them in his zeal for the children of Israel and Judah. You see that now words have been spoken. And the words that were spoken, the people who made the agreements with the Gibeonites, each one of them was dead and gone. But the word they spoke were still standing. And they were still effective. That is why it's important for us to be careful. I pray that as you sit here, you would allow this word of God to have such an effect upon your life, so that you will allow the Holy Ghost to dominate over you, and to begin to instruct you in such a way that there would be a fulfillment of the scripture that said, Be slow to speak, but quick to hear. 
Each one of us must be led so strongly by the Holy Ghost that before we open our mouth, we are careful about what to say. There are so many believers in our day, we become so angry and talk a lot of things we should not say. May I say to you, we need to be careful. Because God watches over everything that we say, and He marks it and expects that we answer for everything that we have said. You see now, Saul in his zeal. So, child of God, don't let your zeal and your anger cause you to do some things you are not supposed to do. Some of us who have been gossiping at home, let me tell you something. There are implications about the things you say behind people's back. Some of us who have been out of anger reacted so badly through your words, may I say to you, you stand in danger. Now you see, after many years, the commitment that were made, the oath that was taken between the Israelites and the Gibeonites were still standing, even though the people who made those statements were dead and gone. And that's why I'm here to tell you tonight, words don't die. Words are, if, words are very effective and they live forever. Because the things that God spoke from the beginning, they are still there. In the beginning, God spoke and said, let there be light. Now we are having light. Let there be darkness. Darkness comes. The whole world came out of the mouth of God and today we are in the world. And so, brother, you were made in the image of God. Even though we may have fallen, even though we were, we, we were taken away from the relationship, even, even at that point, when we were unbelievers, our, our words were still binding. This is why tonight I want you to know, you cannot be loose from this moment concerning your words. Hallelujah. And so you see, therefore David said to the Gibeonites, he had to deal with the Gibeonites. He could not bypass them by saying, Lord, please forgive us for what Ken Saul did. This is the reason why in this country we must begin to raise prayers. Our politicians sometimes say things that they are not mindful of, only to bind us. I want you to begin to have a heart for this nation and begin to pray about it so that we all will begin to learn to speak the right things. You see, the Gibeonites now were the people who had to call the shots. The Bible says that, What shall I do for you, King David said? And with what shall I make atonement? What is it that I should make an atonement that will let you have... King David now needed to pacify them that you may bless the inheritance of the Lord. Let me tell you something. Listen to what was said here. The Gibeonites were not people of God. But let me tell you, King David knew that if they opened their mouth to say, Lord, stop this thing that has come upon these people. 
God would have listened. Because words are valued in the sight of God. That's why King David said, That you may bless the inheritance of the Lord. David could have just taken them for granted. And let me tell you, he could have stood and said, Israel be blessed. Well, probably that blessing will take some time to come through. But for the time being, the curse of the Gibeonites was the one that was ruling. And so that word needed to be undone by the Gibeonites. And so the Bible said, What will I do so that you will bless the people of God? The Gibeonites said to him, King David, We will have no silver nor gold from Saul, uh, silver or gold from Saul or from his house, nor shall you kill any man in Israel for us. So he said, whatever you say, I will do. Now take note of this. Whatever you say, I will do. Because I need you to undo what has been done against you people. Praise the Lord. Then they answered the king, As for the man who consumed us and plotted against us, that we should be destroyed from the remaining of any of the territories of Israel. Let the seven men of his descendants be delivered to us, and we will hang them before the Lord in Gibeah of Saul, whom the Lord chose. And the king said, I will give them. Praise the Lord. Let me tell you something. The king David had to oblige. The king had to succumb. The king had to do what they were requiring from him. Let me tell you something. There are those of us who would despise everybody, including commitments that have been made, to go ahead to thinking that I could just pray and things will change. Let me tell you something. It is better to keep your mouth shut and to be sure of what you are doing than to say things loosely. Let me be a little practical here. Maybe you are a young man. Don't go around saying you love to certain girls, raising their hopes, by actions and deeds and then you one day just get up and just shut the door as if you haven't done anything. These things are not very good. The time has come for us to become children of God. Who will mean everything that they say. Tonight I want you to begin to search your own life as we will be going into prayer. And see some of the things that you may have said and done. That are not very accurate. And yet you have taken them for granted. Where spoken, don't die. 
The people who spoke them may die, but their words live forevermore. This is why in so many places in Scripture, God keeps warning about things that we say. God keeps instructing in righteousness about words we speak. Now you see, the king is demanding and he is willing to get done. He said, I will give them. Whatever you are asking, I will give. So you see, but this is very important that I want you to see the next verse we are reading. But the king spared Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, because of the Lord's oath. Listen to this carefully. That was between them, between David and Jonathan, the son of Saul. Listen carefully. In the days of David, in the days of Jonathan, the two men were in love with each other in the sense of godly, brotherly love and decided that they would stand for each other and made commitment to each other. So when Jonathan died, David still remembered that he made commitment to Jonathan. And so he had to go for his son and to make sure that his son was well treated because of the oath that was taken. Listen carefully. Sit well wherever you are. You see, even in the execution of trying to get things reversed, the hunger, the poverty that had come upon the people of Israel, David even also needed to be very careful. And that's why the scripture is pointing out that because of the oath that David took to say to Jonathan, Brother, I will be there for you. Be there for me. It led him to become careful that when the Gibeonites were de- demanding the descendants of Saul to pacify, all of a sudden David had to remember to say no. I, I, I myself had made a commitment as far as Jonathan is concerned and made sure that he never sent any child of Jonathan even to the Gibeonites to kill because that would have also become a problem for David himself. What am I saying to you tonight as we are preparing ourselves ourselves for the Holy Communion on Sunday when we shall come to Ark Temple? Listen to me carefully. I think the time has come for us to begin to cry to God in so many areas of our lives. Begin to plead with God, order my tongue. 
Guide my lips, Father. Show me your mercy. Because the words that are coming out of you, they are forever. The words that are coming out of you, they have effect. They can be very effective. You see, Bible says that whoever you forgive will be forgiven. So whenever we say you are forgiven, the heavens watches over it and performs. This is why it's so important tonight, beloved brethren, that all of us will learn the secret and begin to pray. Something that years ago I noticed was very common with our elderly folks, some of them who have died. I remember that it was just a loose talk. But now with the scripture and the explanations, I found out that some of them, they died because even they themselves said, Mewo, anything they, say, they heard, they say, ah, I'm dead. And those things have had effect. Some of them died before their time. And you know, Sometimes some of these things you may not know the reason. Except God by revelation will tell you that this is what you said. And then you have to go humbly and undo it by saying, Lord, please forgive me and take back, I take back those words. Wipe it off from my slate. These are very, very important things. Living in a country where now journalists can blackmail people. People can say all kinds of things thinking that they will go scot-free. Ah, child of God tonight, I want you not to get involved with these sort of things. You see the implications now in the life of the people of Israel. Because of something that was said and agreed upon that was broken by one of their leaders. It was not taken for granted. Therefore tonight, I wish we could enter into prayer and to plead with God concerning some of the things that we have said over the years. Over our lives. In fact, as God gives us grace, we'll be coming to share more light on this matter tomorrow. When you will see that God himself said that you are ensnared by the words that were spoken. Let me tell you, this communion preparation, I would like for you and I to Consider what God is bringing our way so that we will become careful. David had no choice than to select some of the descendants of King Saul. You remember there was a lady by name Michelle who was betrothed to David and due to King Saul's way of doing things took 
that woman from King David. Now, her children had to be a part of this. They suffered. Scripture says, so the king took Ammoni and Mephibosheth, the two sons of Zippah, the daughter of Eha, whom she bore to Saul. And the five sons of Michelle, the daughter of Saul. Five sons whom she brought up from Adrad, the son of Basiliah, and Maholatite. These were the ones that were given to the Gibeonites. And the Gibeonites said, we will take them to Gibeah. The next scripture said, and deliver them in the hands of the Gibeonites, and they hung them on the hills before the Lord. So they fell, all seven together, and were put to death in the days of the harvest, in the first days, in the beginning of the barley harvest. They killed them. If you continue with the story, you will see that after that there was a restoration for the people of Israel. Why all of this? Because oaths, vows, commitments that were made in words, God watched over them. And was saying to it that they came to pass. Tonight, I just want you to know that this tongue that we have is so critical. Let me tell you something before we enter into prayer. The heart, the mouth, they work together. That's why we need to be very careful that when we hatch things in our hearts, we ought to be very careful how we communicate them. That's why it's important that we even deal with issues inside us before we let them out. That's why it's important that we must begin to say such things such as, any unwholesome thing that Satan may bring to us, we will quickly dismiss it from our hearts so that we don't get to the point where it will be there. And then it will pop up because Jesus made a statement in Matthew chapter 12, verse number 34, when he spoke to the Pharisees and the wicked people at the time, listen to what he said. Brood of vipers, how can you being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Praise the Lord. I would have loved to read it all the way to 37, but let me tell you something. 
We will come back to that because we don't have time. Let me just stay on the 34. Jesus spoke to these people. He was establishing that what is in you will automatically come out of your mouth. Let me say this to you. A child of God who is talking, always talking about how you are, I don't think it's necessary. I think that every man will be known by what he speaks. Praise the Lord. This is the reason why it is important that we beautify the inner heart of the man. Fill yourself with the word of the Lord, a born again child of God. And make sure. Because what you are inside is what will come out of you. When you get angry very often. May I tell you a secret? It means something is in you that needs to be uprooted. When you speak evil continually, it means something is in you that you need to pay attention to God, asking Him to help you to get it uprooted. If you act in a certain way, speak in a certain way, don't be deceived. Jesus said, if you have evil in your heart, the truth is that you cannot speak good. It is the evil in your heart that you will speak. So may I say, the many things that people do and say, it tells who they are. Tonight, I want us to go before the Lord. We have few minutes. But I'm so challenged by this word that I would rather want us to pray on the matter and not to take them for granted. Oh, see, for out of the abundance of the heart, out of the dwelling of the inner man. The mouth will communicate from the inside out. Oh my God. Help us in this situation. Would you join me in prayer tonight? I have a few more minutes, but I just don't want to even talk. Would you bow wherever you are? We are focusing on words from us. We are focusing from actions from us. And we want to ask the Lord to forgive us. Please don't take this for granted wherever you are. Maybe the Holy Spirit is reminding you. Plead with God. Some things that you said some time past. Some commitment, some oath, some vows you took.
I beg you. And if I may say this to you, that out of tonight's study together, you even made a commitment to somebody and you have now made yourself as if it doesn't matter and the person is hurting. Can I humbly ask you to go back? David went back to the Gibeon eyes and pleaded with the Gibeon eyes before the Lord reversed the situation. Would you bow in prayer and let us come before the Lord? The book of James will tell us that if a man is able to control his tongue, the same is a perfect man. Ah, we pray, Lord, tonight we come to you. We are seeing how important it is to speak the right words. Lord, we have made mistakes in many, many ways. I first plead for myself. I have made mistakes in many ways by things I spoke. Tonight I stand in the need of prayer before you and ask that you will forgive me, Lord. Cleanse me from any word that I have spoken that is not in line with your word. Anything I spoke over anybody out of anger, out of frustration. My Father, tonight, I ask you to forgive me as I call those words back. Heavenly Father, there is mercy with you. Cleanse my mouth one more time. Deliver me anything, O oh God, that I spoke out of anger. I retrieve my words. Forgive me. Anything that I have spoken about a group of people or anybody, Lord, forgive me. Those of us who have been speaking against our leaders, would you please plead for forgiveness? Help us tonight, Lord, as a church. We plead that you may undo all the words that have been spoken against us, that we have spoken against one another. We ask you to forgive us and to deliver us. As we prepare ourselves, Lord, to come to your table. Tonight, in the name of Jesus, we ask, O oh God, that you will cleanse the words that are standing against us as a church and as individuals. Lord, let the blood intervene in these words. Lord, let the blood cleanse it one more time. And so also, Father, words that have been spoken against us, any of our church members by certain individuals, husbands, wives, 
children. Lord, we ask that those words will be made known and void in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, your promises that a curse without a cause will not stand. Those ones that have no cause, please don't let them stand. In this our preparation, we plead by the blood. There are people who speak certain words, and for the sake of who they are, we are not able to challenge them. Some families, some husbands, but Lord, for the reason that it has no basis, tonight we agree in prayer and command that those words will have no effect in the name of Jesus, the Son of God. Lord, anybody who is under bondage because of words that were spoken over their lives, we undo them by the name of Jesus. We undo them by the blood of Jesus. We undo them, O oh God, by the washing, by the cleansing of the blood. Lord, release, release by your mercy and let people be free. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you for your faithfulness. Oh, we bless you. We know that you have done it for us. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.